Oh, this episode of Cinema Swirl was brought to you with the support of our backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. And oh boy, do we have a treat this month. We're staying in the Stallone zone and we've recorded our review of Rocky V slash Rocky V. That episode is available right now for $5 OTP backers as well as all the previous episodes, 48 of them, of Cinema Swirl, a bonus show every month where we review bad movies. You know the score by now. If you want to find out more, head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl. But for now, let's get swirling. Cinema Swirl! And you tell me that they plundered you! It's episode number 102! Coming to you from the Pirate Galley of Hollywood, California, on those seven seas of Hollywood movies that my OTP Sam Chaplin, I am Captain Kevin, hasn't seen! Hey! Happy New Year! Aboard the big ship of movies, Sam, it's 2023, and I'm talking to ye. How are you doing here in this banner new year on Cinema Swirl? I'm glad to, uh, uh, oh, ahoy, avast ye on the good Thank ship you. films. I'm excited. <laughs> good ship films. <laughs> I'm excited for yet another swashbuckling year of reviewing and watching films that I haven't seen before. And I think we had a lot of mirth around Christmas time, mm. a lot of holly jolly cheer, and I think when we're confronted with the mid-bleak winter that is January and the associated blues thereof, it was only right that we'd said, fuck it, let's just do some Sylvester Stallone, give us a Rambo before he's cancelled. Yeah. (laughs) You know what's going to happen. Well, look... I don't know if that's based on anything, but you just... It's not. It's no, not. No, but it's, it's just an older male Hollywood actor figure. You know, there's probably going to be something. I, some I want the listeners from 2024 and 2025 to be like, that Captain Kevin, he was onto something there. Yeah. Wow, how about that? Oh, someone mentioned our comments about Kanye West in the Love Guru episode that we released as bonus content and i panicked because i was like oh no i didn't I, i've there's no way he's an anti-semite <laughs> uh, no no we, we didn't say that now did we no we were fine but you're right it is interesting how you know people are going to be re-listening to these episodes down the line so what did what did we say about him what did we say about him we didn't say anything good so we're in the clear. There you go. You can see now why I've got that scattershot approach of negativity. It, more often than not, it turns up good in the books. Yes, it's a future-proofing method. If you just <laughs> think the worst of everyone, you'll probably be all right yeah. down the line. You'll be surprised maybe once or twice. But other than that, you'll feel like an absolute guru. Not a love guru. And I will say, check out the free slice of the Patreon-exclusive mm. content that has come out over. That was a, a busy festive period. I want to say a big yeah. shout out to Sam for all the fabulous episodes he got out and to Ant the Editor who helped release our first ever video episode for episode number 100. Yes, thank you very much to Ant for all the help with mm. that. And it's a very, mm. very fun episode if you haven't checked it out. Patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. If you want to see what it's like to watch old school cinema swirl, the length of time passed, the sun to come down and the blankets and pillows to come out on the couch where it's being recorded it's yeah. all over there on patreon.com slash cinema swirl <laughs> but sam 
Today we've got a very exciting movie indeed, one mm. of my all-time faves, Ooh. and one which I can't believe it's taken us over. Anything that comes after episode 100 now, and be like, I can't believe it's gotten to over episode 100. We've not done this movie. Yes. Well, the movie's called First Blood, mm-hmm. but it is Rambo. Is it is Rambo. It is Rambo. Rambo. I thought we'd already done Rambo. I could have sworn. I, I had to look through the list of Cinema Swirl episodes because I thought we'd done Rambo. It feels like one of those ones that we would have done. Like, you know, like Robocop, how that was the last episode. Yeah. But it always felt like we would have done it anyway. Yeah. we. I think we did Rocky and mm. Predator in a similar era. And I think in my brain, those have formed into one, one kind of like jungle combat movie with Sylvester Stallone which is what I imagine Rambo is I recall as well Rambo has had a chance in the vote before yes I believe and maybe even the original vote that gave us Rocky or one of the Rocky sequels but there has been a chance before but instead we were opted for a boxing adventure as opposed to a Rambo adventure and it comes to me Kevin to ask you Sam as is the style of this podcast what do you know, if anything, about our main man Rambo? I think he wears a vest. A vest? A vest. A vest? I, I what type like a, of vest? Like a black tank top, I think. A black maybe tank top? a white top. one. Okay. That's interesting. That's the first port of call on the good ship films here as we're sailing through Rambo Island. I think machine gun in hand, I think. Okay. Rambo, or on the back. Maybe the strap with the machine gun on the back. Okay. Perhaps a kind of bandana. A bandana, perhaps? Yeah, perhaps. Okay. I mean, this is one of the ones where I haven't even looked at the poster recently. I think I've seen the Rambo poster a long time ago. I've not looked at it recently. I've not seen the poster recently. recently. So you're conjuring this image up from kind of like scraps, leftover bits of Rambo that has seeped into the groundwater of pop culture. I'm trying to scoop up all my Rambo remnants, and I think there's a lot of sweat, there's d- muscles... There's guns, there's like war paint. I'm doing the kind of thing where I'm putting two fingers across my cheeks to kind of paint on war paint. You really are just describing Commando at the moment, which we did for like our third episode, like a bunch of Egypts. Yeah, but it's that, but Sylvester Stallone, isn't it? That's that's what Rambo is, right? So, action hero, you said jungle, so you're thinking what, jungle-based action? Jungle-based action. Is he in the army? Is he, like, a mercenary? Is he a hero? Is he a villain? I mean, I don't know. Where are we coming out with Rambo? What's the man's deal? Other than the quite, frankly, accurate description of the wardrobe you gave him. I think he's the hero. He's an action hero. Yeah. Which could mean, you know, it's an American film. Could mean, like, military hero. Could mean, like, a kind of individual renegade figure going out and, you know... taking things into his own hands. and Right, because my next question was going to be, suppose a minute, and you can do this at home as well, Yeah, that you're top army brass, Yeah, and you've come across John Rambo. Are you for him or again? Whoa, 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 spoiler alert. I didn't know his first name. His name can't be John Rambo. I'm not saying. That's the thing, though, right? It's just as likely to... E- it's just as likely to either be real or for me to be a silly sausage right about now, right. isn't it? You couldn't really know one way or the other. With respect to my dad, that's like calling him Ian Rambo. It's not, that's not, you can't, <laughs> you can't be John Rambo. Okay. And other Ians. I respect Ian as a name, but it's John Rambo. Silly first names that may or may not be true to one side for a moment. Yeah. Circling back to Top Army Brass, mm. 
do they want Rambo's ass? Or are they giving him the orders? Where would oh, we stand if right. you were if you were a Rambo type figure? Are you think are we thinking renegade, or is he just like the best at what he does? You know, because we've had Arnold Schwarzenegger play various shades of the same type of badass, but Top Army Brass may sometimes have negative things to say about them. I think Mr. Rambo is the sort of character to rub up against that brass, you know, and really Ooh. rub that brass the wrong way. And, and you of... need special wool and polish <laughs> to do rub up against brass as well. Yeah. When I worked in a tailor's in my first ever job when I was like 14 or 15 years old, right. one of my jobs was I had to do the brass. Ooh. So I'd be given a special tub of brass cream that I have to go around. There would yeah, be yeah. one or two bits of the doors that you had to lob on a bit of this. It's kind of like a thick set mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. And you'd rub it in and it would shine as good as that now and it would be as bold as brass at the end of that, I'll tell you now. Don't put a nice layer of brass cream on your sandwiches. That's a no. big mistake. No, I know we're looking for smart swaps with the cost <laughs> of living crisis and it being January, trying to be a little bit better. You might be doing Veganuary and you think, well, yeah. brass cream, there's no eggs in that, is there? No, but there's no... It's not, it's not, it's not as good as you think. It's not. <laughs> Don't eat it. Yeah, I think he ruffles them up the wrong way, and okay. that's ruffles feathers and rubs them up the wrong way, but you know. Yeah, I get you, I get you. Maybe he's been released by the army. Released? But has oh, still okay. continued to fight for his right to kill. <laughs> now, Stallone, I, I have to say that the man doesn't have range, but I would say there's usually expectations about the type of performance you'll get. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you then, like Rambo, are you expecting him to be like a crazy man? Is he going to be like stone cold ice killer type of a dude? Is he going to be quippy and funny, quirky? Is he going to be a lovable schmo like uh, Rocky Balboa was? If you were to suppose the characteristics of the man, what would they be? I think he's, he's a badass. But he doesn't speak much, I imagine. And what he does say are little sound bites, little quips, little puns. Okay. I think. I think so we're there's going to be puns. I think you know a little bit. But I'm kind of picturing Arnie. Or at maybe. very least, asides, perhaps. Maybe some asides. You know what I? I think there's need for in this film. Rambo's little mate. I think there oh, needs okay. to be some sort of you know straight man in the relationship for them to bounce off and, and have a good you know, double like act. Like a Polly Shore type of a figure or whatever to, <laughs> to, to, to pop up there. Oh, jeez, Rambo. What are we going to do? Uh, yeah, something like that, I think. I think there's okay. got to be someone for Rambo to play off of, but I think there's going to be some quips, uh, but a lot of like, grunting and, and uh, muscly noises. Violence? Gore? Are we expecting... Well, let me think about the, the order of what we can expect from this. So I think first, blood. Uh, second, maybe guts. Um, <laughs> third, explosions. I, th I think there is, I mean, it's called First Blood. There's going to be some blood. Is that going to be his, the first blood he's created, re released from another human? Okay. Is Or is it, is that, does that mean first kill? Is he going to, is there going to be some blood coming off him? I think there's going to be blood. There's going to be a lot of blood. There will be blood. No. In Rambo. If you were to compare it to any movie we've done before, what one do you think it'll be most like? Predator. <laughs> you think it'll be like, you, you, you're going for the Predator. So what, you think there's going to be like a supernatural element to it almost? Uh, maybe not, but I guess in terms of the look and feel and the kind of vibe, I'm picturing Predator. But maybe some of the like war movies we've done, perhaps. You're thinking though Jungle Muscles is where it's coming at, really? I'm thinking Jungle Muscles, yeah. Okay. Big, big time jungle muscles. I don't know who, I don't know when this is set, or even really when it came out. I kind of, I'm imagining maybe late seventies or no, maybe like mid eighties. Mid eighties. Okay. Maybe. Well, you think it's a post Rocky endeavor? Oh, 
Yeah, yes. Okay. Yes, I think it's post-Rocky. Okay. Well, post-first Rocky, yeah. Body count in this movie. How many people do you think are going to get killed? Um... Oh, there's going to be some faceless goons, I think. I think there's going okay. to be, you know, you know, real like just gunning them down. So you think it could be an incalculable loss of life, potentially, <laughs> in this movie? I, I reckon at least double digits. Double digits? If not triple. Maybe if there's a big enough explosion. But maybe just one significant death, and that's the first blood, and that's what this is about. It could be a lot deeper than I'm thinking. I feel I can't get a read on you with this, even after doing a hundred-some episodes of this podcast, but... Do you like a balls-to-the-wall action movie? I'm not saying that's what this is, mind, but, do, you know, we've done quite a few of those. I mm. know our fans do skew towards liking those types of movies quite a bit. We so. all We can all see the statistics. They're yep. all out there hanging around like a Mickey. We can all see them, <laughs> right? Might as well not pretend you can't. Yes and no, you know? It, it, it really depends. It's sometimes I'm in the mood for it. And it works, and it hits hits just right. Sometimes it, it kind of feels a bit too daft and silly. But sometimes it doesn't feel daft and silly enough. It's a hard thing to get right, but when it's done right, it's very enjoyable to me, I would say. Stallone or Schwarzenegger? On what basis? Just who's, who's best? <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch a movie. Who'd you rather be in it? Um, Arnie's good value, isn't he? Arnie is good value, and in terms of our podcast, has got a track record. He does. I feel like we have, we've hitched our wagon in one way, shape, or form to that massive carcass. But I'm surprised I haven't seen more of Stallone's action chops, and I want to see yeah, some Yeah, I of feel that. like Rocky is kind of... Because it's a really fun series, and we had a lot of fun with it, I feel like because we've ended up... Do, we've done four Rocky movies now, if you think yeah. about it. And I think that's almost all the Stallone that we've gotten on the pod so far, and I feel that, that is perhaps selling the man a little bit short. Yeah. I'm interested to see what you think about this. I wouldn't stab a guess at whether or not you'll like it. Okay. Because this is still was in a very regular rotation for me back in the day, but I certainly haven't seen it recently enough where I could say with any sort of confidence that you'll really like it or not. But I I mean, this is one of my faves from back you in the day. Like it you know, a lot. this was. I do. Right. I do. But there's been times on this show and also over on the Patreon on Cinema Swill when there's something that I had dead to rights an opinion of when I was in my early 20s that now it's no longer the case. And it has been a few years. Uh. So Joe's not a Rambo fan. I've not managed to convince her to watch one yet, right. you know? Okay. I didn't see the fifth Rambo movie in the cinema like I swore I would have in my mid-twenties, you know? Uh. I think maybe maybe the ship has passed. Who knows? Uh. But I think, if I'm going to guess, I think you're going to enjoy it. Okay. I think you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested I, and I'm curious. God, I hope you do. This is a shit start to the year, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. You know, in which case, if it doesn't go well, we'll have to start a new phrase, which is start as you don't anticipate to go on, yeah. which means that we won't have cursed ourselves for the year. I think it's going to be a fun episode at the very least. If there not you go. a fun time watching it. I don't know. I don't know. I think it, and people like Rambo. People like Rambo. Like Rambo. And Come on. look, Sam, you can't spell fun episode <laughs> without mailbag. <laughs> Welcome to the mailbag. Happy New Year in the mailbag. Thank you for sending in all your questions, queries, other bits and bobs to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. New year, new me, new you, new bag. That's cinemaswirl <laughs> at gmail.com. We've got a brand new bag. Uh, so our first message here comes in from Al, 
who writes the following. Hi guys, love the show. I was wondering what series of MAFS, Married at First Sight, is your oh, favourite? Oh, the fucking, that man's got pro abbreviation skills yeah, yeah. there. It, see, maths is fine, but maths UK, you can't, math suck doesn't, it, it doesn't roll off the no. t- tongue nicely. Where is um, MAFSA for Australia? That there is, we go. That's really, really good, mm. you know, rolls off the tongue there. Well, Al writes, season six, Australia is the goat for me. (laughs) Perhaps you'd consider doing a spin-off show reviewing maths. I know you both have an absolute blast covering it. And this is is a really nice thing. You're both at your best when you're having fun. Oh, what a nice little thing. Cheers. that nice? Keep up the great work, Al. Now, Al. Jesus, I really hope he likes the movie now. (laughs) Al, Kevin's a big fan of Married at First Sight. I've got to admit, the series that was just on as of last year in the UK was my first ever viewing of Married at First Sight, a whole series. So I've not watched any more than that. But I'd, I'd talked your ear off about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Long beforehand, <laughs> you know. There's a, a lot a lot of gold in them there cursed reality show hills. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, here and in Australia. I mean, the most recent UK season, which was the second of the revamped, that had... Pretty much some of the the worst television, in which I mean, like, the best television of all time. Like, it was cursed. I will say, what he said there, season six, that is probably the go of the Australian one. A little bit of a shout out for the seasons that came right after the pandemic. I think it would have been season nine. We didn't get eight over here. Season nine had a, it was a slow burn of like a toxic group where they had two people who set 24 against them. And it was amazing just to see it play out, you know, there's, and there's something as well about watching it in Australia where it's familiar enough to where I live, but also foreign and strange enough where you're like, they're hundreds of hours away by train from us. (laughs) So there's kind of- So there's kind of like, you get like kind of a, a thin layer of cloud that insulates you. Whereas with the UK one, I'm worried that if it gets any worse and more dark-sided, I'll be like, I don't want to leave the house because I might come across people like this. Yeah, these people might be nearby to where I they am. Might, they might be real, you know, not yeah. just on telly, hours away by train. So I, I don't have an answer to your question, Al, but I think Kevin's... Are you in agreement in terms of season six of Australia for the the greatest season? I think six, yeah. yeah. But that thing as well, six is where I first dropped in. I think Joe right. would agree as well. Your first one is always the one you remember the most and it'll always impact you. So I think six, if you were going to start with the Australia one, Sam, I'd say go for six. Okay. And you at home as well. <laughs> and Al, I'm not ruling out that we might ever in an official capacity review some Married at First Sight. I don't know. We'll see. I'll tell you right now, there's no way in hell that if we're doing that, Joe Graham's not being involved. <laughs> She, she, she okay. is passionate about that concept. <laughs> All right, thank you very much for that question. Our next message comes in from Shannon, who writes, uh, Hi, Kevin and Sam. Hope you both had good Christmases and Merry New Years. Do either of you have any New Year resolutions? Uh, Shannon writes, Some of mine are to donate blood for the first time. A very good uh, resolution. And thank you again for the blood. We really appreciate it. <laughs> And you send, know, send any there, blood in to Sinus in the, in the, in the attachments at gmail, <laughs> there. You know, make sure you have it formatted correctly. Yes. And to sort through the junk mail more frequently, stop it piling up. New Year's resolutions, have you got any? What do you, what do you got? My New Year's resolution is not to give speeches about New Year's resolutions and whether or not you should do them anymore. You okay. Know? Yeah, yeah. What I will say, 
a new thing that I've gotten into is I've read, uh, you know, I have a background in science Mm -hmm. and I've recently read a book that's like, here's all the latest food science evidence-based and we're all going to have a look at that now and just see what that means. And the general trend in the research says it's no longer five fruit and veg a day is the goal. It should be 30 different plants. Noah said plants in a week. So what I've been trying to do is eat 30 different plants so i'll put in three small amounts of seeds as opposed to just one big fistful of seeds like i would normally in my porridge and now i've gotten to the point where i'm on like a tuesday and i'm like i think i'm gonna hit 30 by tomorrow you know what i'm saying so i have decided for my new year's resolution to follow this arbitrary guideline that feels less pressure because you can make up for it if you don't get them all in one day don't worry tomorrow you can get a baker's dozen in nice now, Shannon, I don't think I could name 30 plants, let alone eat 30 plants in a week. So my New Year's resolution is to learn more about plants. So that's there me going go. forward into 2023. Shannon also writes, will 2023 be the year of subtitle swirl? With some examples like Old Boy, The Lies of Others, Pan's Labyrinth. All right. Yeah. I mean... I would say let's call them foreign language films yeah, yeah. because in my house, every film's a subtitled <laughs> film. Yes. Unless you're watching it on Amazon Prime and the subtitle options are non or off. <laughs> Which yeah, and again, over on the Patreon, if you want to hear a lot of waxing lyrical about... Like, it's something about if the movie's on Cinema Swill, there's like a 20% chance subtitles are available for that. Yeah. But, uh, Shannon, I think it would be nice to do some more foreign language films uh, this year. Absolutely. I think that's a really good show. A nice little change of pace because it used to be the point where, oh, we do like a comedy or a a romance movie Mm. to kind of change the pace a bit. But we've done so many comedies and romantic movies in in 22 in particular. Yeah. I feel that maybe some other genres. And, you know, what we should say, I don't think we say often enough, if there is ever any genres or types of movies you'd like to see us cover, Mm. always appreciate the recommendation. They mightn't be read out though because it doesn't make for great audio content. <laughs> Some of it is admin, but we do we do read them all and take them on board. So thank you very much, Shannon. Final mailbag entry here uh, from Jack, and uh, I'm going to have to skip over some of Jack's, and that sounds harsh, but Whoa! it's because. There is so much lovely stuff that Jack says in here, but it feels a little bit strange for me to be reading out about how yes, how um, great we are. It's almost like you don't know Jack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, thank you, Jack, for all the all the lovely stuff he said. Can you forward that one to me later so I can have something to read that'll make me glow? Yes, yes, and it and it will. Thank you. Thanks in advance, Jack. Thank you, Jack. Jack writes, I wrote in a while back about having a baby and having her listen. I'm sure you'll be sufficiently creeped out, not at all, Jack, to know you now have a four-month-old listener. She seems to need noise to be able to sleep, but I've always considered your podcast too premium for sleep listening. However... I think say, I always considered your podcast <laughs> noise in a sense. Uh... However, Commode seemed to piss her off, but that Irish and Midlands charm sends her right off to sleep. Thanks for the laughs, Jack. Thank you, Jack. That's very sweet to imagine us, you know, calling E.T. a liar and an adulterer, (laughs) sending a a little four-month baby girl off to sleep. That's my other New Year's resolution, is to not give E.T. the time of day. (laughs) He doesn't deserve it from me, yeah? Oh. He doesn't deserve the time of day from me. Kevin, did you watch The Traitors? I did watch The Traitors. Yeah, and and I'm 100% faithful, so, you know... 
And I would, I know that because that is who I am. I couldn't be on the traitors because all I do would be going, what are you crying for, you fucking loser? <laughs> Continuing to play this game. <laughs> what are you crying for? Fucking hell. I fucking loved it. I know. I loved it. I loved it as well. It's the most fun I've gotten out of shouting at the television. Going, yes. What are you crying for? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, Jack. That's very sweet. And that that just about does it for the for the mailbag. So let's pop that back Cinema in swirl hole. at gmail.com or and the socials yep. for any future questions queries comments and I'm sure there's lots of calls to actions in previous episodes that we're always interested to hear more about but Sam yes now it's time for us to go to the jungle question mark oh. will there be fun and games or just Mr. First Name Rambo <laughs> it's time to find out let's go do a cinema swirl! And we're back. Sam, initial gut reaction to First Blood brackets... Rambo semicolon first blood question mark close brackets oh oh okay oh oh Ah. it's like that oh so that's what it is that's what it is wow what some long-time listeners of cinema swirl are referring to as close but no cigar sam you were very close to guessing what the movie was but i think you were at the same time of being very close, both in setting, you know, they were in a, they were in a forest, yeah, which is, which is kind of like a, a midwestern jungle of a sort, yeah, and there were weapons, but it wasn't necessarily the way you thought it would be. Now, was it? I misjudged the tone, is what I would say. I think you maybe judged this ram book by its cover. Yes, I no, I really did. I the cover was all I had to go on. <laughs> I was making some real big assumptions about what this would be, and tonally it was very different. But that's not a bad thing, is what I'll say. Early doors, mm. not a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's probably stood out as being a bit more unique than a lot of the typical action hero fare that we would have here on Cinema Swirl. And yeah. I will say, Sylvester Slow may not be a transformer, but he continues to always be. More than meets the eye. Well, yeah, definitely. A, a, a very uh, engrossing performance. Again, I'm trying not to, you know, show my hand too too quick here. But uh, Well, all I'll say is mm. he showed his hand very quick because who's that strapping young man with the hair that just won't quit walking down the highway? Why oh. it is in actual fact John Rambo himself. <laughs> John Rambo. His name is John Told Rambo. Yeah. Told you. Got less funny the more I heard it, but initially... That's it's just John Rambo is a funny name. Now, why? I mean, you all know more about this than me. Why does the intro both look and sound like fucking Twin Peaks? Down to the the stroke <laughs> on the font, it's just a, it's a different color, but it, it just looks like Twin Peaks. It's uh, very Twin Peaksy, and I will so say Twin Peaksy. The sheriff's department and the kind of the the organization, etc. A lot of it, I was getting big Twin Peaks vibes, and mm. I will say, you know, I probably when I first watched this was before I became a Twin Peaks fanatic. Right. I certainly could see that there. If you if if instead of there being dark forces that visited Twin Peaks, 
it was an innocent rambler who was done in for vagrancy and all the police were really horrible then he got rambo first blood instead yeah rambo was on a ramble and it was just he was in the wrong place at the wrong time also i noticed that sylvester sloan he was involved in the screenplay he didn't write the whole thing but like he he was a writer credited big mystery here Mm. with regards to that sam is that we had a screenplay attributed to three people yeah the first two had an and i'm gonna pronounce this wrong app for sand it's close enough <laughs> what, what is Af- Am- i've never i think it's just ampersand i think it's a, it's, a, it's protestant punctuation we don't <laughs> use it around my neck of the woods you know you, you put it in the you put the ampersand uh, in there in the cupboard with the fucking with the toaster and you take it out but yeah. we had a duo with with that and then it said and sylvester stallone now i've heard of mixed metaphors but yeah. that is a potpourri of punctuation if i ever did see it so it was one writer and then what well, and the other writer and sylvester stallone or was he separate from the see now here's here's the real Hold question yeah. what was that punctuation called again sam the one that i pronounced definitely wrong i don't know if it amp, ampersand i'd say ampersand so yeah. we had a duo who were joined with an ampersand right and then we had and sylvester stallone Oh. One on top of the other. Full so words. And. Name, Angersand, another <laughs> name, then and and Sylvester Stallone. I know it's crazy. Yeah. So they they might be like a kind of a screenwriting duo. Oh, I see. You know? And then like if like plus, if you and I were listed as podcasters, we'd get the anger sand. Saint yeah, yeah. Ang- Saint Anger Sand. Yes. Saint Anger Sam is one of the best Metallica <laughs> albums. That there's ever been, and I don't know why people don't give it its credit. I actually quite like the snare sound in a weird way, um, but that's all I'll say. I don't mind it. I don't hate it. I don't think it's that bad. There was a point in time where I said I was too big a man to point and laugh at names on credits mm. when I'm about to watch a series. <laughs> there's movie. some funny ones in this, though. <laughs> we do have uh, first and foremost Herb Nana's. <laughs> Sounds gross. <laughs> What a terrible recipe. And uh, not without my good friend and longtime collaborator, Buzz Fightshans. Yeah, um, amazing name. That's a fucking name, huh? Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That name is doing some, like, I just like, you know, I feel like my name doesn't do any of the heavy lifting for me. You know, and I feel like because you've got Chaplin, people might go, oh. Oh, there's like, some the association fa- there. There's a, there's a comedic tinge there to that, <laughs> you know. And obviously, yeah. if you're dad in the world of insurance, that probably was working against him the whole time. But for you, oh, yeah. in the world of mirth, <laughs> that helps. I'm just saying, Herb Nana's and Buzz Fightshans have got people thinking about them already. They sound like background characters in Star Wars, to be honest. Herb Nana's. <laughs> you know, Herb Nana's, Re-Yee's, Buzz Fightshans, Tesk. All the lads. Yes. Um, so there are some funny names in the credits. The credits look like Twin Peaks. But let's get into First Blood. And it starts off quite, you know, I guess almost tranquil. Uh, we've got John Rambo walking down in this nice little area by a big lake. Looking very handsome. Very good looking fella. He was a handsome young man, wasn't mm, he? Very handsome. And he's- He's very similar here, I feel, to how he looked in Rocky 2. I guess he's got the kind of, there's a proud largeness to his hair here, is all I'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. And he's looking for his old mate from the Nam days. They served yeah, together I'm looking, in Nam. looking for my friend. His name is uh, Herb Nanas. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> big guy, you know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, unfortunately, Herb is... Um, it's no longer with us. Is very sadly died. Yeah, we go from tranquil to sad very quickly. Yeah, and I will say, and if this is your thing, it's probably the saddest action movie that we have covered here on Cinema Swirl because he's like, hey, there's only one person left from my, my Vietnam unit, and he said that I could come uh, stay here out by the lake. It was really hard, to, really hard to get here, and they're like, oh yeah, he's dead. Uh, turns out, if you didn't die in combat in Vietnam, they got you with the cancer on the way back. Yeah. Fucking awful. Fucking hell. Yeah. Ah. I mean, I guess that we've probably seen action films that have done sad bits, but they do them in an action movie way. Like, you'd get, like, you know, big loads of rain coming down. It would be dark and sad. And, <laughs> and you'd look at the gravestone that was, like, Delmar Barry, brackets, my mate from Army. And it would, you know, and you'd... <laughs> You'd enjoy the kind of silliness of how they'd handled the sadness. Yeah, there's but this is sadder genuinely things sad. happening here than the weather, I think we can all agree upon. Well, and it yes. is. It's honestly a grand day. It's a very good day. And yeah. I, I hate when you get bad news like John's gotten there on a good day like that because you feel like you've spoiled the day and it'll get away from you now. Well, his response is just, oh, oh okay, I'm going to go and wander around the town. Off he goes. Off he goes. To Gateway to Holiday Land, Welcome to Hope is the big sign above the town. Welcome to fucking adjective. Welcome to verb. Welcome to American town names, which honestly I can't tell if they're a stroke of genius or they just ran out of ideas most of the time, but they do run circles around some of the ones around this neck of the woods. Hope. Hope's a nice name for a town. Yeah. I mean, maybe that metaphor is laid on too thick or not thick enough. I don't know with the town being called Hope, but... I would say, though, if I was visiting Hope... Yeah. My expectations on a baseline would end up being a lot higher than if I was just going to, say, Chester. Because yeah. Hope... Hope's a dangerous thing, you know? Hope hope drive a man insane. Whereas Chester, you know, you go to the zoo, you know, <laughs> go, go, you go, go to some of the shops. Yeah. They've... They have a brasserie there. Oh. You know, uh, every time I've been into a certain branch of Sainsbury's there, all the people have been high inside, which is always a laugh. Oh, that's uh, nice. Chester, visit it. It's a good town. Yeah, but hope a little harder to, to really get a read on. And immediately, and I kind of, I guess I, I don't, I, you know, we're coming back to the thing where Sam doesn't know loads about history. The sheriff here. That's our new podcast. <laughs> I can't believe you've not seen that insurrection, mate. <laughs> the sheriff of this town, Sheriff of Hope, seems very perturbed about a veteran, a slightly... He doesn't look scruffy, but in, no, but in his mind... No, but he has that kind of... Would you not have a shower and a bit of a wash? Like, it's not five minutes after Top Sheriff Brass has seen him here now, and he's like, would you not go now and have them sideburns cut now and go out now and leave the town? Well, and it, it, yeah. it's vagrancy, Sam. That's why he's been uh, he's he's been tarred with the brush of vagrancy. It calls him a drifter as well. A drifter, a vagrant. Now, personally, I love drifters. I don't know about you, but I'd eat nine of them in one <laughs> sitting if I had a go. You know? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I know. Yeah. Hey, look, it's not a Twix. It's not fucking Hollywood or anything here or anything like that, you know? But it's a, it's a solid... Can you, even, can you even get drifters anymore? That's the sad thing about a drifter. Is it, yeah. It's one of these bars that you'll never go for, 
but you're always going to just ignorantly assume it'll always be there. And here I am now doing just that. Yeah. It's like when, you know, these big institutional shops that we all remember closed down. It's like, when was the last time you shopped there? When was the last time you ate a drifter? You know, and don't take it for granted. Well, that's why I'm picking one lucky member of the Cinema Swirl fan base. That's right. If you're a millionth listener, you'll be coming with me to Chester, to Woolworths, to get a bag of drifters. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the sheriff is, is looking at him like he's a picnic or a, a, you know, like a fudge. Like one of the kind of like, you know, uh, you know, one of the... Whoa! Yeah, whoa. one of the unimportant ones. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You've literally just talked yourself out of coming on a picnic picnic with me now after that. (laughs) My dad retired last year, and the only thing that has really changed about his demeanor is that now there are always four picnic bars ready to go (laughs) in the fridge for him. It's like, that's what he was building up for. I've clocked off, I've hung up the guns, and now I'm going to eat some picnic bars. And let me tell you something, Sam. You take it back because my father's not fake, right? He eats picnic bars and that's not... Don't... And to put it in there with fudge as well. Uh, Whoa. Okay. All right. Come on. Look, as a long-time Bounty fan, I think I'm just lashing out at what I perceive as everyone piling in on, on my fave. That's true. You know? That's true. Yeah. You know? People and look, like you're all laughing at Sam, but he's getting one of his 30 fruit and veg a week when he eats a Bounty <laughs> bar. <laughs> Sam, only 29 more to go. If you get the king size, that's a twofer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh this this sheriff a, a real jerk uh, and just basically like hey come on I'll, I'll give you a lift and just d- d- drives john rambo just outside of the boundary of town is like on you go on your way mate there you go just kind of just you move him on treat just outside him like he's a stray dog or something like that he's let him out of the edge of town and hope that he'll go somewhere else and also as well talk about the pot calling the cattle black sheriff here telling him to get a haircut his haircut looks like it was cut with a fray bentos pie it's <laughs> Fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's, uh, fucking Egypt. <laughs> he's throwing a lot of stones for someone who lives in that Frey Bentos glass house. But much like a, a stray dog, a sort of stubborn dog, John Rambo just he just wanders straight back in. He just crosses back over the bridge. He's just been taken over, which I kind of I respect that. Oh yeah, I like, like that. A cool move. I'm interested by this because I feel the movie captures something which is the the post-Vietnam War kind of, I guess, malaise or fatigue or anything like that Mm. with the never-ending nature of it and the horrible stuff that happened and all that. And I'm just interested to know because I feel like you couldn't tell this story this day and age. Like in America, I'd say that you wouldn't have this experience, but I feel like a movie wouldn't be made where it's like, hey, he's he's come back from war and we don't want you in our town. Because even when wars are unpopular in America, there all seems to be very strong, you know, sentiment for the veterans themselves. And I would say that's the case here in the UK, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is like, if lessons were learned from Rambo is what I'm saying. Don't well, be maybe. chucking them out of your town. It, it's at times very, very, very powerful, which we'll get to later. But for simply hanging about, <laughs> I think that should be the charge, not not vagrancy. I think it should be you're just hanging about, mate, and you need to move on. He gets arrested. He's been mis- mischarged as well when he's arrested because he keeps going on about how much he smells and how much he needs a wash. It's yeah. fragrancy you haven't bought before, <laughs> not vagrancy. <laughs> He's been arrested for being too smelly and having a knife on him. I'm telling you, right, if if that's illegal, Sam, well, then you've got to lock up half the teenagers in the UK in that case, right? Come on now. 
And I, 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 I'd be there with him with my Swiss Army knife that I got on holiday, which I've not washed since I come back from when I'm 15 years old. Sly, he's got a real good sad sack look that he can do. I mean, it's, re- it's, yeah. it's intense and powerful. It's very good. He's doing a lot of good face acting. He's got very few lines of dialogue in the movie compared to, to Rocky or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, I feel like he gives a much more... I don't know, poignant performance in many ways. It gets you right here in the heart. He's got, he's just got that face, you know? Yeah. I challenge Arnold Schwarzenegger to look at you like the way that Stallone does here as Rambo and you not burst out laughing in a minute. Because it's just funny the thought of him looking at you seriously. Well, the whole time I was thinking we well, couldn't make this with Arnie, so... Yeah. I was just, yeah, you you really couldn't, for better or for worse. And if Jean-Claude Van Damme started doing that, I'd just get scared, really, yeah. is what would happen, you know? Now, he's taken downstairs in the police station by a little baby, David Caruso, which is quite, yeah. yeah there he is. Wow! And he pops on the sunglasses, won't get fooled again. Um, yeah, it, was, I, it took me a while to figure out who that was. But and you didn't ha- you didn't even have the benefit of the X-ray now did you? No, I didn't have the X-ray cuz I didn't watch it on Amazon Prime Video. So I did watch it on that particular streaming service yes. and I was very happy to see oh there were indeed subtitles. Hey. And let me tell you, if you want to see a fucking elephant's graveyard of shite <laughs> movies, look at my purchase history on Amazon Prime Video because of some dreck there. Absolutely. Right, yeah, yeah. So I was excited that I had the subtitles, but the closest thing I could describe it to for you at home is if you've ever watched an anime, it's you're watching the dubbed version, but you want the subtitles as well. But they give you the subtitles for the Japanese version. So there are uh, subtle, like they're saying essentially the same thing, but it's been paraphrased. Yes, And yeah. that's what happened here in this movie. And I can't for the life of you tell you why this has happened. I was no. watching this movie and there was the subtitles underneath that were saying close, but definitely not the things that were being said. And I thought, is this movie like extremely heavily ADR'd? Is that what's going on here? But no, it didn't seem no, to no, be. No. There was a bit here and there, like, but... You know, wasn't like The Sopranos or anything like that. In some, like, maybe fast-talking films, in order to condense it for readability, they might paraphrase things. But it is, for the way that we use subtitles, which is watching them in addition to the audio, it's very, it's difficult to, it's a bit frustrating. It's weird, though, but they made distinct choices. Like, there's times where they say fuck in the movie, and then they say, Mm. like, oh, you're a jerk or whatever in the subtitles. Right. And then there was a point later in the movie where they're like, go to hell, and the subtitles were like, fuck off. I was like, what? (laughs) excuse me those are very different things very very different things and you don't know the nuance of rage if you think fuck off and go to hell are the same thing my friend did you stick with the subtitles throughout i did and i'm glad i did because later on there was an honestly very shocking bit of misrepresentation of the subtitles more on that in the next few minutes exciting so he's he's got a few bits and bobs on him He's got a yeah. big old knife, which he says yeah. he uses for hunting. And everyone's like, hunting? And I was there with the rest of them. Like, surely you need a fork as well if you were going to do some, you know, <laughs> get in there now on the deer and get the fucking, you know, <laughs> elbows on the table. Go on now, we're hunting, you know. Yeah, it's that's a big knife. It's a big, big fucking knife. knife. Yeah. He's been booked. I don't. The book has not been thrown at him yet, but he's being booked in the station. You've got to book you before they can throw it at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's flashing back to his days in, in Nam and being captured and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's, yeah. I can listen to Sloan scream. That would be a great wake-up call. Like, 
<laughs> I tell you what, they don't overdo the flashback bits. Yes, it's very, very brief. Like literally, it is a flash. Yeah, yeah, which I thought I thought was very, very well done. I think maybe if they'd have gone to the effort of because he has like a little mustache in, in yeah. the past, <laughs> like just just long enough for you to be like, wait, what? And I think it's one of the better portrayals of PTSD I've seen in a movie. Hmm. You know, there's there's. You know, there are issues with it, I'm sure. Yeah. And saying from someone who's not suffered from that, so, you know, my, no. my experience is, is not necessary to go on. But, like, there's a lot of movies where they'll be like, oh, this character has, you know, has suffered a great trauma. And you're like, yes, I did. I suffered a great trauma. It's almost like it happened yesterday, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday. And mm. then they go and they have an extended dream sequence. Whereas, like, you know... It was like the fucking anxious pangs times a million where it's like he sees a little thing and it goes boom. It reminds him of this one specific instance from a lifetime of horrible shit that's happened to him. And yeah. it's very quick, very fucking vibrant and whoa, yeah, it it, it makes you sympathize with them, but also makes oh, yeah. you kind of a, a little bit scared for the silly police who don't know what the fuck they're doing here with this big John Rambo. It's some very effective editing and and direction choices here oh jesus particularly when they're going to shave him as well oh that's the the, worst thing yeah if you're over on our patreon and have heard our reverse swirl of sweeney todd let me tell you as soon as that razor blade came out i was like yep oh my god and he had the same thought i did Mm. i'll tell you what i better not get captured in a vietnamese prisoner of war camp because i have those flashes anyway and i've never even been attacked with the razor (laughs) and as you can all tell i've mostly not shaved for my entire life (laughs) have you ever had a a a straight razor shave i may have asked you this around sweeney todd time i did and ooh, all i'll say is ooh, uh, i actually did have one I, I think it may have been after we did the Sweeney Todd episode, because that's okay. like a year or two ago now. Yeah. I did have a straight razor shave when I was in Turkey, where when I got engaged last May. Right. And Joe was like, oh, you know, Turkish barbers, you know, it'll be a great experience. I was like, yeah, this will be fun. And I mostly had overcome my fear until the man wanted to do around my lips, and he stuck his hands in my mouth and put oh. his thumb underneath my lip to gain purchase and went <laughs> all around there. And I just started thinking, what's worse, this strange man's big fingers in my mouth or the thought of my lips literally being shaved off my face? And that was why I stuck with the mustache for a while, because I was a bit scared, Uh, is all I'll say. You've you've given me such a a visceral image now of someone's lip being fully shaved off. Imagine that image, though, but it was me. That's what happened. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Except, I just to point out as well, the guy did a really good job, and he absolutely did not do anything bad to my lips other than sticking his big thumbs in there, which I'm not opposed to. You've got to give me a warning. You can't just go in there and be like... You know, if you put in your thumb anywhere, you you gotta kind of like say something before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a different culture, Sam. They'll they'll pop well, they'll pop in a thumb there. That's what'll happen. You know, it's a good job that you didn't do what uh, John Rambo did though, and just fight back and kick your way out of there. Start. It was an argy bargy of, of the highest caliber. Yeah. Sam. There was Argy, there was Bargy. It's fun action, it's good fight stuff. Oh, it's it's good shit as well, because he's like yeah. sweeping legs, breaking noses, you know? It's, yeah, yeah. And what happens here is, it's essentially justified mayhem in Grand Theft Auto, because let's face it, if you ever played GTA and you went on a little bit of a rampage, 
you always kind of go, well, I have earned to go to prison or be killed now because what I'm doing is not right. But Rambo here escaping and getting on the little moped and driving on the street, it felt very much like, yeah, go on, Rambo. You've earned that now. Yes, he has earned it. And it felt very GTA. I assume Mm -hmm. those GTA makers have watched some of these action films because the pulling someone off a motorbike, getting on it, speeding away in this kind of mountain town where all the buildings are quite flat felt very reminiscent of, I think, San Andreas. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or similar. I, I got that. Yeah. I, I can't tell you the number of times in my notes I wrote down, fuck yeah, go Rambo. It's just like... <laughs> yeah. You know, in terms of an action movie, you've done your job if you're making me write that down over and over and over again. And let me tell you, I love seeing fat hogs riding the pavement <laughs> and jumping high. Move over, Stevie McQueenie. There's a new hog jump in town, and his name is John Rambo. It felt very great escape. It was a really good chase, and the music kind of uh, fades out, and you just get the the sound of engines and skidding and just, like, (laughs) noise, you know? You just get the diegetic noise, and I like that. You you know what I love, Sam? I love when a bike makes a jump, and then a fat cop car tries to make and goes, oh, and kind of rolls (laughs) over. Like, I'll tell you now, they're heading into the woods here. Yes. And I'll always pop for a cop car going off a cliff and just going boom and exploding into a big ball of fire. Or falling, crashing, and then exploding. There's a lot to be said for a cop car flipping over and slowly rolling down the hill. It was a lot of fun. And you know how you had in your notes, like, fuck yeah, go Rambo. When the sheriff's car flipped over on some rocks, I put, ah, your shit. Um, Which I think is kind of the opposite thing. But it's very, it felt very like, you know, you're really cheering on Rambo early doors here. And Rambo is taking this like a duck to water or a mm. Rambo to woods. Because <laughs> within five seconds, he's crafting. He's got his starter armor already made. It's not pretty, yeah. but it'll serve him well. Did you notice that he dressed up like one of the goblins from Troll 2? <laughs> he did, didn't he? He yeah. did, didn't he? With his potato sack, like. His little makeshift gear. It could have been him underneath one of them masks. You never would have known. Now, it's been a while since we've heard about Stanley's dander. But let me tell you, these coppers, they send out some Dobermans. And Uh Stanley's danderman was certainly up he didn't like these these doggies running around oh so here's the question though because i think you know inquiring folks at home may want to know this yeah was stanley just like oh other dogs other breed yeah i'm I'm not saying your dogs are racist but like obviously it set something off in them or was it like what's this a hunt Oh, we're all getting involved. We're all getting involved. I'm just trying to find out if Stanley's going to grass out John Rambo, because I don't think I want to be associated with a dog that would do him in like that. He's a veteran, Sam. Yeah, I know. I think Stanley was fully on Rambo's side and was angry at these dogs. Like, guys, come on. Woof, don't, no, don't get, don't chase him. That's naughty, bad. I hope no other crimes happen today, by the way, because like everyone is out here now, all four of the police. Oh, yeah. Are all here, ready to go now. They've all cellophaned their hats, so you know they're in for the long haul. <laughs> it's turning into, and to bring in other animals, a real sort of cat and mouse chase. This was the point where I was like, oh, I'm not sure this is what I thought this film was, but... Hey. Because you're expecting Rambo to go after just, what, baddies, I'm guessing. And yeah. And mow them down. And he, I will say, in every other Rambo movie, 
that's exactly what he does. And right. there were folks who were saying to me when I, you know, was like, oh, we were going to be doing this, you know, Rambo for Cinema Swirl. There were a lot of folks who were like, you know, you could just jump into Rambo 2 a la how you jumped into Terminator 2, right? The start of Cinema mm. Swirl. Because Rambo 2 is is something of a significant departure from this. But right. ironically, is more along the lines of what people think Rambo is. When you think of Rambo, you think action movie in the jungle, mowing down baddies, as opposed to a case study in PTSD in small town America. Uh, and yeah. aggressive police like it's weird when you really think about hang wait that's what started this action movie franchise okay i'm happy with it and i'm glad i've seen this one first i'm curious about other rambos though two will be definitely on the swirl and okay. i think anything afterwards will be heading Probably straight swirl, over behind the paywall where, <laughs> where shite abounds well, we've we've got a literal cliffhanger situation eventually for Rambo. He's kind of on the edge of a cliff, trying to. That's a different Stallone movie, Sam. Actually, cliffhanger is. <laughs> is that actually a Stallone movie? Con- contractually, he's not allowed to hang off any cliffs other than in the cliffhanger <laughs> franchise. Right. That's a great fucking movie, though. Ooh. Yeah. Cliffhanger. A bit of cliffhanger on swirl. Ooh. Yes, please. All right. I mean, look, we could have more Stallone, but I'm not against it. So he's climbing down a cliff and there's this rogue piece of shit old man cop who before, back in the police station, was the one who was really kind of getting off on spraying Rambo oh, with a fucking hose. Galt. Yeah. G- Galt? He, even his Galt? name sounds like a prick. Galt. <laughs> Galt. Galt. It's like, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like a regional word for a prick, doesn't it? Like, get out here, you fucking Galt. Go on now. I could probably convince you and most of my friends that, yeah, we used to say that in Ireland all the time. We call him a galt. Oh, yeah. If you just now had said that's the thing we used to say in, in Ireland, I'd have gone, oh, right, yeah. And I'd have, I'd have gone along with it. And even just saying it in a slightly more Irish voice makes me think we've missed a trick back home by well, not using it. And I'm just saying, Ireland... You can bring I it back with not, you. I'm, I may, may take it through. We'll see. I'll have to declare it at customs. <laughs> Let's see if they let me bring the culture back. Usually the UK aren't great about that, though. <laughs> Give us back our bones. Look, he's, 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 he's shooting at Rambo from a fucking helicopter. It's a real uh, sort of standoff here. I say standoff. I mean, Rambo's not shooting back. No, see, he's just on a cliff being yeah. shot at. And I kind of feel like there's part of me that's like, you know, all right, Galt is obviously a sadist and a prick, and that's why he's he's become a cop, so he can act like this to people and get away with it. Yeah. There's also a part of me that thinks this is a man who's got kill a man while I'm on a helicopter very high up on his bucket list. And it didn't matter if yeah. it was John Rambo or Joey Shimoli from down the street. He was going to take this opportunity. Like, if you were on a cliff and he had a gun and he was in a helicopter man woman child or innocent or guilty he was going to have he's a go yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's not letting that one go unfulfilled well i think rambo knows this and he decides to go for a rambo gamble and jumps off the cliff <laughs> grabs onto a tree on the way down and kind of like goes through the branches that managed to break his fall very very impressive again very oh. kind of practical feeling special effects here where something physically has happened which i always always enjoy in these old films yeah i, I, like, I like my my vulnerable invulnerable action heroes you know yeah they can yeah, yeah. they can kind of go, do impossible things but show them suffering along the way and i'll be oh. well and truly happy you know when I'm, he hits the ground he's like oh like it's yeah. really like not, not good fucking hell. and let me tell you he pops the fucking rock at that helicopter and old Galt goes, fucking Jesus Christ, they'll be scraping him off there with a spatula. Oh, yeah. That's some gore and then some. This dude explodes like a bag of stew meat. Fucking yes. hell. It's pretty rank. 
And that's not what Rambo meant to do, but it was, do- it was doing all he could. But now, right, and again, get it back into the GTA thing, Rambo's a fucking cop killer, so... Five stars, baby. It's, it's heading up, that, that wanted score. There's something about him when the cops come and see Galta's dead, and something about him coming out wearing his tunic, head to toe covered in blood, being like, I didn't do nothing! No, it was an explosion! No, no, no! Even though we've seen the evidence of what happened, like it's, you still sort of think, well... John, I'm on your side. You had more than a hand hell, that man exploding now. Come on. <laughs> There's one man dead. It's not my fault. I don't want anyone else hurt. But those ba- bastard cops, they just open fire on him anyway. Boo. It really, like, puts you on the right side of who you should be rooting for here. Like, the cops are fundamentally really, really bad in this. Yeah, they're trigger happy, and I love as well the descent from them at the start, all being like genuinely excited they get to take out their special big guns they all got for Christmas. And oh, hey, we get to go into the woods on a big ramble, and hey, and then it kind of slowly, you know, I feel like you could cut this movie in a way that makes it seem like a horror movie where they're being picked off one at a time and stuff yeah, like that. Because yeah, yeah. it is, it is scary what happens to them. But because of what you've seen them do, you know, and in 2023, it's never been easier to watch cops get picked off one at a time in a movie like Rambo and go, way! No, yeah. <laughs> and the, the news gets to them that Rambo's a fucking Green Beret, Medal of Honor, war hero. Like, he's good at war. Like, he's, he's the best very at war, good at war. You know, try eating this Green Beret for breakfast. You won't be having lunch, brunch, or dinner. I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> Oh, and around this time as well, I wanted to talk about uh, the, the subtitle business that I had. Oh, yes. Yes, please. When they're walking through the, the forest and the young cop, Mitch, he's like, he's like, oh, I'm scared. It's really dark and scary in here. And the other guy goes, what's the matter, Mitch? You scared the boogeyman's going to get you? And the mm. subtitle said, what's the matter, Mitch? You scared the black man is going to get you? And I was like, what the Whoa. fuck? What and like, I was thinking now, I asked Joe about this for her opinion, and her theory yeah. was that maybe it was like a Google Translate type situation where the subtitles were the English subtitles for a foreign language version of this movie, which has quite an international following. The Rambo movies yeah, yeah. did do yeah. big business all around the world. And as a result, Boogeyman got mistranslated and it wasn't just a racist working in the <laughs> subtitles department of Amazon. That's a mistranslation that you'd hope would be double-checked at some point, especially when it's uploaded onto fucking Amazon Prime. But it's Amazon Prime via, like, mm. MGM... Yeah, they put, they put Free a few, uh, straw men between them and the actual culprit here, it feels yeah. like. But, uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, I just give you all a warning in case you were pa- planning on following along with the <laughs> subtitles and you got a bit of a fucking shock, like I did. <laughs> There's some real mistake. But, I mean, I mean, imagine if, like, you, you were watching this without the audio and you, you were hard of hearing and you didn't... That's what you would think was said in this and it's really not what's said in this. Look, Sam, these cops may be sadists, Right, they may be misanthropes. They may abuse their power. They may be emblematic of a corrupt system that goes all the way to the top, and yep. it reflects decades of inequality. But they are not demonstrably racist in this movie. <laughs> yes, they probably are. But they like, probably <laughs> are. Yes, but that's besides the point. But there's no that's evidence in this That's not for the subtitle film. provider to jump the gun and be like, you know what, fuck it, like. <laughs> Right, you know how I was saying it's pretty easy to be like, I'm on this side and these are the bad guys. That is true, apart from the fact that is Rambo killing these dogs? 
that they're sending after him. Oh yeah, he's he's activated anti-dog measures. Right. But yeah. you could argue Rambo's like, stay away, I'm gonna lay a load of traps. And then they send a load of dogs out into the traps the cops and the, whole, the dogs die, you know? What, you, you don't see any dogs die, but you hear like, ruff, 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 and then you don't hear the dogs anymore. And so, you know, I think we'll know what's happened there. Here's the thing though, like Rambo is, he's crafting hard here. Did you see him making his artisanal small batch arrows? Yeah. Very nice, handcrafted. You can get them down the maker's market on Sunday if you're good. Again, very video gamey, you know, he's picking up mm. stuff and he's making his little tools that he can use in his uh, Home Alone style booby trap <laughs> setup where everyone's but getting I'll got. I'll tell you, Kevin McHolm alone never thought of making a scarecrow of himself like Rambo did. No, yeah. this is this is a great sequence. It's it's really kind of like I mean he's got these bozos shooting each other, falling into traps, getting stabbed in the leg. Yeah, he keeps like purposely hurting them in a way where they can't pursue anymore. Like he cuts like their leg ligaments and stuff like mm. that. So he's kind of like, yeah, hey, I could have killed y'all, but I went for the silent oh, takedowns instead because I'm going for the pacifist route here. When he makes it to the, the big boss, old Sheriff Dickhead, we get what I assume is a famous line. Don't push it or I'll give you a war you won't believe. And it's Ooh. it's sold very well by Stallone. It's a, It's Ooh. a real... And you know, you said like he doesn't have loads of dialogue, but I think what he does have is like lines like that that are not, they're not quippy, but they're just, that, I mean, that is like, that's cool, isn't it? In a kind it of It is, and it's way. a little bit yeah. of poetry to it there as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a little yeah, yeah. bit more than your average, you know, just, you know, press A to have witty comeback or whatever it mm. may be. But I will say, as violent and all as it is, when the Ewoks do it, it's cute. But when Rambo does it, it's deadly and violent in inverted commas <laughs> so we get like a, a, a major character turning up kind of at the roughly the halfway point here sam troutman turns up who is uh the not colonel me. himself not sam no rambo's colonel i've come to get my boy that what a fucking lie i've come yeah. to get my boy and I'm also here to rescue the bun the bunch of ye from him now as well, so I am. Yep. I don't like your tone, Colonel. You sound almost excited that your killing machine has been unleashed outside <laughs> nah. of wartime. He's, He's loving it. Fucking loving it, this lad. Yeah. He fucking adores it. He it describes the things that Rambo is capable of doing because of his training. He's been trained to ignore weather and to eat things that would make a billy goat puke. It's like spoiled cans and stuff like that. Trained to ignore weather is quite funny. Like, I just, just don't notice it. Just, it's not so, even there. yeah, if, if you want to catch Chad Rambo out of sorts, you'd have a bit of small talk. You'll have him fucking bamboozled in two <laughs> seconds because he'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean there's a great stretch of the universe? I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> He's now just kind of like hiding out, hunting boar. And we, we have as well... A big kind of circus has kind of descended upon the area. You've got uh, the, f the fucking stadies are here, Sam. Yeah. And to make a new phrase, I don't yeah. like lamestream media because they're, they're telling lies, these these journalists. So sure, I'm sure. going to call them the mainstream la media. Like, right. Les Miserables. La media. They're like, oh, Rambo's killed loads of people, but he'll be dead soon. Everything about that's wrong, lads. Everything about yep. that's wrong. It's And that's why it's Twitter for me for all my news about Rambo from now on. <laughs> The, the only source of, of truth out there. One more line from Troutman, by the way, when they're talking about, like, uh, 200 men versus your boy. Oh. Well, you'll need a uh, 
Good supply of body bags. Yes! Yeah. You he, will. He loves it. He's like, my boy's going to kill all your boys. And uh, I'm not allowed to say that that's good, but I think that's and, good. And, and Sheriff, I don't mean to tell you, there's going to be a fuckload of funerals. <laughs> There'll be hearses round the block, like, you know. Queuing up. Good supply of body bags. Hearses. Like, you might have to get uh, you know, some from outside of the town to come in. You may want to consider cremating some of the lower-ranking officers because there simply won't be space in our... Su- this is a small-town cemetery and we haven't got the room. <laughs> And so their plan is now they've got the Colonel in to almost kind of negotiate with Rambo, you know, call him he's on the old... He's got a personal connection, so he's going to call yeah. the rammer on the old wireless there and kind of, it's like 50% he understands that he's in this like weird heightened PTSD state of mind where he's maybe, mm. you know, not thinking clearly and also like he knows that he trusts him. So he kind of talks to him when he's on the radio like he's kind of, like he's on an official mission, which... Again, thinking about it, it's probably going to make the killing worse or, or the madness worse because he's like, hey, John, you're on your special mission now, aren't you? And I'm the colonel. I'm checking how you're doing. Do you have enough ammunition? Do you have enough? Do you have, yeah, you have something it, to eat? Psychologically, it's a strange tactic, but it's probably what they think is happening in terms of what's happened to his fucking brain, which is grim to think about. But I w- yeah. uh, You know, he's controversial, Sam, but I think we can agree that Colonel Trutman is top army brass of the highest caliber. Oh, yeah. He's he's the toppest of the top brass. Like, he's he's top army brass. And we, it's revealed that Rambo is the last one surviving of his whole special unit. He's the only one left of the, this whole team that he was in, in Nam with. And he listens to his colonel, but he basically says, I'm not stopping. You know, they drew first blood, not And then the me. title of the movie comes up. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it again. He's like... They, they drew first blood. Like it, it, it just re-emphasizes like, oh yeah, for, that's where the first blood bit comes from. Is that they he started it! He started it! <laughs> I told you! The National Guard are now involved as well. Yeah, and this was strange because anytime you hear the National Guard in America, yeah. it's like, oh, the National Guard are going to be called, you know, there's riots in the streets or chaos is abound, so call in the National Guard. I'm always thinking, right, it's when you get the six-star GTA. These yeah, are yeah. The, these are like the kind of the, the really fast driving army that will just drive headfirst into anything and blow you up. But it, judging from this movie, it seems like the National Guard is like the territorial army here. It's like weekend <laughs> warriors. You just, you know. Bunch of Gareth Keenan's here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, They're just here for the Tizer and the pies. <laughs> I wrote down that these absolute dorks from the guard is what I referred to them as. They re- they've got their little, little Macs on that they're wearing. Aww. They, get, they get they get too excited and they're they're into the idea of like we're in a, an actual like conflict situation. Way so they they launch a fucking rocket launcher at Rambo's little hideout. Is what I mean, it comes down again, to. Again, this is the bucket list dilemma, Sam. I think those three men were not passing up an opportunity to use that. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't like guns. But I, if there was an opportunity to use a rocket launcher, it w- that would be tempting, wouldn't it? To, do you think? <sighs> Where and what would you fire us at? Um, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I also don't like guns as well. And, like, I, I don't even like using air rifles and stuff like that. I just, right. not that I'm like, oh, I'm morally opposed to using air rifles. It's that I'm not very good at it. And I don't find it no. very fun, you know. That, you know, I won't be doing that at the activity centre on the holiday is what I'm saying. I've got a good response, right? Where are you launching it? Is it one of those sure. special rooms where you can go and rage out in the West Midlands? Is that No, no, no. I would, uh, I'd shoot my rocket launcher 
into a pile of guns to oh, destroy the destroy guns. Destroy the guns. Yeah. Yeah. You see, That's this what what happened. Sam lives in the shadow of Wayne Manor from The Dark Knight <laughs> Rises. And, and as a result, uh, he has influenced the anti gun nature. Actually, that's what I'd say. I just shoot at Wayne Manor because it's already blew up, didn't it? They blew it up for the, yeah. the, the second movie, wasn't it? So, boom, I blow that Give up some go. more. Yeah. Yeah. The, the National Guard dogs, once they've blown up the hideout, are posing for little Die. photos and shit. They're like, nice. oh, yeah, woo. And just give that take, man a cigar. <laughs> I think they were taking. I know they weren't taking selfies, but it looked like they were sort of like taking a little, a little picture. And you know the, the the proper top army brass and top police brass are like, what the fuck? Are you? Oh come on, guys! You've absolutely fucked this. We wanted him alive. Rambo's dead, as far as everyone's concerned. Where he was holed out was actually an abandoned mine. Mm. And ever the craftsman, Rambo, makes a torch knife where he wraps a flaming rag around his his big knife and uses that to guide his way around. Secondary fire, very good. That's that really popular game that all the kids play, isn't it? Torch knife. Torch knife. (laughs) Sorry, I thought you were saying it's a disturbing new trend that Gen X are doing on TikTok. No knife is safe. They'll get the sharpest knife in your house and set it on fire. I'd run around an old abandoned mine. And quite frankly, I think we need to stop this and legislate against it. It's not beyond the realms of comprehension that that might happen, you know, in in 2023. I I will say as well, when he's running around that mine all fucking Mm. disoriented and scared, it reminded me of some of my darker days in Minecraft when I didn't know what I was doing. Right, yeah, yeah. Running around, digging further, you know. Yeah. I was praying he wouldn't end up in a pit of lava. Thank God he didn't. Well, I got a kind of... kind of vibe from it you know he's he's in the underground (laughs) (laughs) and he's uh he's he's covered in rats there's rats underground wet rats water Ugh. rats and i and i will yeah. point as well the rats here they gave me a pop later on right at the end of the movie when the credits were rolling one of the, the crew members was officially a rash wrangler oh, it was a yes. boar handler are you sure that wasn't his name given this like my name's rat wrangler, <laughs> rat wrangler you know, him and him and herbie bananas you know they're just chilling <laughs> out but it's interesting, you handle a dog, you handle a boar, but you wrangle rats, plural. So the, the colonel and the sheriff, well, they think Rambo's dead, they have a little drink together. Well, I think the colonel secretly thinks he's not actually really yeah, dead, yeah. though. You know. And also, I forgot as well, this is around the time you realise it's Christmas! Yeah. Oh, Christmas tree up in the bar and the police station no. and all that. So John Rambo was literally looking for a place to lay his head at Christmas. Fucking right. hell. Don't mention that to anyone because you'll start getting the whole like Rambo's a Christmas movie, yeah? Yeah, let's watch Rambo, and it, I, I don't, I don't want that as well. We could get some easy clout by being like, oh, oh, I don't want to watch Die Hard. I want to watch Rambo this Christmas. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's what I'll start easy saying back to anyone who's like, you know, the kind of older brother who's like, oh, Die Hard's a Christmas, well, Rambo's a Christmas movie, mate. Let's well, put Rambo. Guess on. what, folks. Turns out all of our older brothers had even older brothers, and they're ancient, and they want to watch Rambo at Christmas. Imagine here, Shani, I want to watch Rambo. It's a real Christmas. Oh, no. Sheriff, he really, you know, shows how he feels. I wanted to kill that kid. I wanted to kill him so bad so I could taste bad. it. Oh, okay. Ugh. 
And, the, and like the colonel's like, uh, what kind of line of work are you in, Sheriff? Like, you, know, <laughs> you, you may have maybe pursued uh, the incorrect line of work in this instance being the yeah, sheriff please. of a sleepy small town. Your bloodlust may go unsatiated. You won't be able to quench that particular thirst. Meanwhile, Rambo, he makes it out of the cave. He sees some light. He, he gets out uh, just in time to jump on top of an army van and then jump into the army van and kick out a lad who looks a little bit like Buster Bluth. <laughs> He's very polite when he does this, isn't he? He's like, okay, now I'm going to throw you out the car. Like, but I don't want that. Look, I got nothing against you, buddy, but, you know, I'm going to throw you out the car. Now. And he opens up the, even opens up the door for him. He's like, out you go. Yep. You know? Off you go. <laughs> doesn't, nice. doesn't, doesn't stop the van, of course, but it's just like, right, off you go. Well, he, I, he respects the military and I think these are military guys now after him aren't they or are they they are, it's true. They still, they yeah. are. so the news then gets out because this little lad's been you know chucked out of the van Rambo is still alive and it's uh, <laughs> kind of like a, a blockade I guess at the bridge that he's driving he's driving into the town that he was kicked out of and he just again very video gamey plows straight through this whole thing like his his car has got enough car his truck has got enough weight that he knows he can just go clattering straight through it. It's very satisfying. Big bully car. Fucking love it. Yeah. And not to be outdone for the carnage, mm. he's got a big old gun, a large gun. I will almost say too much gun in the back. And mm. he goes over to the gas station. You think, is he, is he glugging up so he can get the road for a nice long beach trek holiday? No. He blows up the gas station and he blows up the fucking truck. Boom! Big He's fucking just... fire. He basically turns his anger on the town. Like, he tries to yeah. shoot the town, essentially. He does, yeah. He t- he, he <laughs> He's just pure fucking shit up is what Rambo's doing now. And it's, you know, it feels quite cathartic. I assume everyone's been evacuated from the town or has left so. the town. I hope so. Because he's really doing, <laughs> doing some damage here. I think the colonel's been like, look, Sheriff, mate, I wouldn't go after Rambo. Yeah, he's like, You're, you'll definitely die, just so you know. And he's like, well, off I go. <laughs> he's still, he, he wants to kill that kid so bad he can taste it. So he's he's off, up onto a roof. Again, it's, the, it's those lovely American towns where everything's like one story high. Yeah. And they're all like little rectangles <laughs> It's just a nice, Fair, and nice it's all flat down town. blocks. And yeah. as well, he starts shooting out all the lights all around as well, mm. you know, so he can kind of slouch the, you know, using the darkness against him and all that. Uh, he sets the gun shop on fire, which, yeah. again, I get your idea there, but the fishermen and angler folk of the town will be devastated because it's one of those hunting stores where if you want guns and or fishing equipment, it's the same place. Yeah. As we all found out from, was it like, there was some Michael Moore documentary where he was going about buying guns from like random, sh- there's a bank I think he, he bought a gun yes, from. Yes, he got he got a gun yeah. for opening a bank account. Right. Was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, th- those are the days. Uh, which are probably still the days. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, um, Sam, like, it's like, oh yeah, remember back in the late 90s when gun violence was a bit out of control in America. <laughs> Good thing they nicked that. Thank God that all changed. Jesus. Um, so there's big old explosions, Rambo's fucking up the town, but now he's kind of got into the building where the sheriff is, and he's kind of coming up underneath where he is, shoots through the ceiling, up into the roof, presumably sending bullets like through the sheriff's fucking feet and shit, because he's like, falls in through a glass skylight thing. Good action fall. Yeah. Great Um, stuff. I love seeing people fall through glass things. That's great. Yeah, yeah. All of that should be in movies all the time. All the time. Uh, it all doesn't the happen time. Enough. A movie of just people smashing through various types of glass. 
Yes, please. I'd watch it. I'd watch it for cinema as well, is what I'd do. I'd fucking review it, exactly. Not only would I watch it, I'd review it. I'd endorse it. And there's a very, this feels like such an action line of like, go ahead, you crazy son of a bitch, finish it from this sheriff on the floor. Like, uh, But the colonel is here to say, don't do it, Rambo. You're better than that, mate. Don't kill him. And he doesn't kill him. And then we get, I think, the performance of Sylvester Stallone's fucking lifetime here. Wow, yeah. Oh, he was saving up all the dialogue for the end here, huh? So, firstly, and this is probably the least important bit, but it's worth noting, this film looks, it looks really good at various points throughout this, but this scene is shot, the lighting is really nice here, and it looks really good. Very Um, dark and moody. Yes, and Rambo essentially has a kind of a breakdown here and it's he's just talking about he's getting all this stuff out about adjusting to being out of the war the war being protested him being you know looked upon as a a bad person and losing all of his friends to war and the shit he went through and then very graphic details of how he lost some of those friends and it's just like kind of almost manic stream of consciousness where one second he's talking about like someone blowing up in front of him and the next it's like i can't hold a job parking fucking cars and there are no rules and there's no friends in this you know real world you think you can't find your pants in the morning that's bad his Mm. friend couldn't find his legs think about that yeah I, i wrote in my notes Sylvester Stallone is good. Like, this is this is some good fucking acting. And I got Heck a little yes. bit emotional, a little bit teary here. It's just the things of, like, nobody would help. Where is everybody? The kind of isolation and loneliness and fear. It, it all comes out, and it's all very, very good and very convincing. Isn't it wild to think? And I know if we do other Rambo movies, it'd be very yeah. interesting to look into it. But just kind of, like, how this is in many ways quite a strong anti-war movie. And if anything, them later Rambo movies, they kind of, you know, without spoiling too much, there's much more glorification of, you know, hey, going, killing people in the war. You know, there's a, I don't know, kind of an introspection here that you don't get with most movies of this genre or dealing with this kind of subject matter, you know. And I like as well that they're able to be like, you know, do all the usual tropes of, oh, he's a Green Beret and he's a badass and he's done all this crazy shit, but also show the other side of that at the same time where it's like, yes, the things that make him a killer and make him so dangerous are also the things that make his life impossible, you know, out in the the real world, the quote-unquote normal world or whatever it is. It's a very, very good scene. And you've got the Colonel kind of clearly like holding back tears but just in that very kind of you know repressed military way it's just there to kind of silently seen it all before mate yeah (laughs) (laughs) he just sort of you know comes acknowledges the pain that rambo is feeling and you're expecting as well at the end of the movie you're expecting your big kind of explosion your big death your big like slow motion you know that's how you usually cap off a movie like this the fact that yeah. you have everything bottled up for this entire movie because you know all the chasing and all the misunderstandings and all the, the violence it's all kind of related to the point he then just fucking blurts out and explodes at the end the fact that we go from that to right let's go we got him we're we're gonna turn you in now and that's literally mm. it like that's that's a tight 90 yeah. minute movie let me tell you like you've got yep. everything you'd want in 90 minutes that was a fucking tour de force i was amazed at how well it had aged it'd been a good 10 or so years i think since i'd seen it right and i was like i was fucking knocked off my arse it seems like you had a 
a good time with it. It affected you in a, I mean, in a positive sense, I guess. And yeah, yeah. It, obviously, its message was clear to you, but you, you enjoyed yourself though, because it was quite heavy. It's quite heavy. Not every day of the week. You, like I remember the amount of times where people are like, "Hey, let's chuck on Rambo." You know, you cut your two no. in the morning, and some like, <laughs> "Do you mean Rambo two? Because I don't think you want to watch. A, you know, this right now. Well, you don't want. You don't want to watch this drunk like with beers and mates or whatever." There is the heaviness, but there is also, you know, there, there's some real, like, go Rambo, go kind of moments yeah. where you're rooting for him and you're having fun and there's motorbikes and cars falling over. and Fists were pumped. Yes, yes. It's a real good mix. I mean, this is not the film that I thought I was going to be watching pretty much at all. It was enjoyable in the first half because when, you know, I feel like it's one of these movies where there's nothing that could make you realize when you if you have any idea of what Rambo is that the first movie is like this and not like what you thought it would be. So yeah. the fact that you thought it would be that, I was like, well, I'm going to let you think that as is yes. tradition on Cinema Swirl, but <laughs> you and like even people who have watched all the other Rambo movies and have not watched this one probably like would be shocked to actually find out what this movie is. Yeah. I mean, it, it was more like uh, Falling Down than it was like Predator, which yes. I would never have guessed in a million fucking years. I was thinking about Falling Down quite a bit uh, during yeah. this and actually just before we started recording. Very, very point there. Yeah, for sure. It's a man taken to the point where he, you know, he snaps and yeah, wow. You, you know what? The performances were all great. There was good music. It looked great. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a tight 90 minutes. It didn't really waste any time. Was there anything you didn't like about it or anything about it that was kind of, you know, I don't know, didn't hit properly for you or was ill-judged or anything, you know? I, uh, I've, I've barely heard a bad word out of you about this movie. No, I... I mean, I'm, I'm really, like, clutching at straws if I'm trying to find something. I guess, like, that... But I, I think this is by design. There's, like, one female character who announces that her husband, I presume, is dead. But that I guess that's part of what's going on in this film, and it's kind of about it, yeah. men. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it is. It's, yeah. it's a dirty man's movie. <laughs> yeah, Full of dirty, grotty men, yeah. So I don't think I can talk that up as any kind of fault in this. It was a surprise in terms of what it was. And you said you got, it got you, it got you at the heartstrings at an end. Now, not to say you're an, an unemotive chap, but it's very rare on Cinema Swirl where something hits the the feelings. You know what I'm saying? You know when you see. If you see someone emotional and at the point where they're crying, and that really kind of exasperated, desperate kind of teary thing. Yeah, you know, the the way of speaking. I think that always affects you. And this felt this was such a good performance from Sylvester Stallone that I couldn't help but feel it. And also, I think you know it's it's kind of the the big emotional climax of the movie, and it's kind of making some very good points. But I think it was just the the perform the the strength of the performance really hit me. And it's the range as well, because you know to say that there's similarities between this and Rocky Balboa in terms of a performance, there there ain't. Like it's a completely yeah. he, visually he looks similar, or whatever. But yeah, yeah. the facial expressions, the demeanor, the 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 energy, whatever you want to call it, like that's range that you don't get with literally any other of the the kind of the big four action stars or whatever it is. Like absolutely, yeah. you know, there's there's no line of dialogue at the start. Where we have to explain why he sounds exactly the fucking same as he does in all the other movies. <laughs> You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger no. having to wind up his career when they ran out of Eastern European countries they can say he emigrated from when he was a young boy. Yeah, just, I, I, I was um, I was very impressed by this movie, is what I would say. Ah, and I had, a good, I had a good time. Good start to the year, I think. 
Yeah, good good start to the year. Yeah. An actual honest to goodness good movie. Huh? Yeah. How about that? Hey. Well, on that note, I'm going to ask you, what is your star wipe rating for First Blood Rambo? Oh, okay. I had a figure in mind and I'm going I'm, no, I'm going to go with my what I initially thought. I was going to go for something else and you'll probably guess what the thing I was going to go for was. I'm going to give Rambo four and a half star wipes. You heard it here first. Oh, thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swell. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by me, Sam, and I also did the music. If you want to support the show, then patreon.com forward slash cinema swell is the way to go. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're at cinema swell on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash cinema swell on Facebook, which is where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got questions, queries, comments, or anything else for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to your friends if you think they'll like it, or even if you don't think they'll like it, just recommend it anyway. All right, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>